Previously on Roleplay Radio. I am well aware of the risks, and I will take the measures I must in order to keep the school safe. In three months' time, we shall resume classes as scheduled. But Madame Dapplewin... That's Captain Dapplewin. Griffin, Griff, Burning Hammer. His family is one of the oldest families at Strixhaven. Griffin, I'm proud of our family. And you have yet to prove yourself. You will not disappoint. My name is Mistake, Tiefling, and a rogue. I stole a book. A book of magical theory. These people do not play games. If it was a valuable book, somebody's going to come looking. Well, well, that's the thing. He did, and he found me. I took a test, and I passed the test. Uh, I'm Garrett Grig, Gary Grig, an is it engineer, or I was until they sponsored me to come to Strixhaven. <laughs> oh, Garrett. Man, do I really have to leave? We talked about this. My kitchen cannot continue to be your playground, okay? You have to sprout wings and go. I'm going to be playing Cos Silvertrove, and uh, I am a changeling, although my, my folks would not like you to know that. My good news! I'm not grounded anymore! I can go to Strixhaven! Cos takes the giant floppy witch hats that they usually are, are wearing, and then they like pull it over their face, and then transforms their face into uh, Adrian. So yeah, I'm going to be playing a character named Shelly Shell, who is a turtle. Shelly Shell has spent most of their life in the uh, Witherbloom swamp, Oh, they're inviting me again, eh? Why not strive for more, sweetie? Break out of that shell. For you, Ma. This year I'll go. The student towers are abundant. There are dozens of them. There's a lot of first years arriving. There is a beautiful fountain at the center with some paths and, and a, a little quad, a little courtyard at the center of all these towers. You see students uh, filing in. The ones that are more privileged have servants bringing over like luggage for them and they're all moving into their towers. And you all realize the five of you are heading to the same tower. Mm. He puts his headphones up louder. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what would the D&D equivalent of headphones be? Uh, it's, it's, it's two sending stones <laughs> <laughs> over his ears fashioned with cushions. And you all head towards the Crocked Tower. Before you even enter, however, there's an RA there waiting for you. Uh, you've never seen a bigger smile than the one on this woman. She immediately stands up realizing, oh, the first one's here. <sighs> Hello, hi, hi, my name is Nora, Nora Ann Wu, names, and she has a clipboard. Uh, I'm Gary, Goss. I don't have a Gary here, I have a Garrett. Oh, that's me. Garrett, last name? Greg. You look like an old man, no, no offense. I'm only 19. Goss, uh, Goss Silverstone. I have an Adrian. Um, Silverstone? Uh, it, it's Goss Silverstone. Oh, okay, she scratches out Adrian. Yes, any, anyone else? Name? Mistake. Uh, you um, mean you made a mistake coming to this tower? <laughs> Can you think that? Uh, no, it's Raya, Raya Castle. Oh, great, great, yes, I do have you. Uh, step right in. Um, you two? 
Oh. Uh, Mr. Burningham. Uh, I thought we weren't expecting you until tomorrow. Great, no, you're here early? That's great. Go right in, step right in. Um, uh, do you have additional luggage coming, Mr. Burninghammer, sir? Uh, what I've got with me is what I've got, thanks. And it's Griff or Griffin, please. Mr. Griffin Burninghammer, great. And you? Fuck. I'm Shelly. Shelly Shell? Shelly Shell. Our very own from the show. Oh, shut up! <laughs> <sighs> You know, I met your mother once, very sweet lady. She gave me a, a, a poultice that really helped with a rash once. I'm sure she did. All right, make yourselves comfortable. There's a list in the common room table that has all of your room assignments. Okay, any questions? But there is a kitchen, right? Oh yes, and actually, they've prepared a really good brunch for you, uh, courtesy of Strixhaven. Okay. <laughs> It's delicious. I already had a bite myself. I'm sure it is. Great! And she gives you this starry-eyed smile. Can you all do me a favor and roll me a d10? D10? Yes. <laughs> I got a 10. Yeah. Shelly, you're at the very top of the tower. One. <laughs> She's just gonna jump up. <laughs> okay, hang on, hang on. What did you roll? Four. For you, can you reroll that one for a very particular reason, which I'll explain in a second? Okay. When you enter this tower, you get a whiff of baked pastries. Um, to your left, there is a uh, a living room of sorts where there are several bookshelves. It is a house library made specially for first years. Uh, on the right side, there's a fireplace and a musical lounge. And at the far end is the kitchen. But you can't see it because there is a stairwell at the very center. The stairwell rotates and it leads up to all of the, the student rooms up top. So you just rolled. Griff, you are in the second room. Garrett, third room, fourth room. Mistakes in the eighth. Shelly's at the very top of the tower. I hate my life. <laughs> 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 maybe maybe you I'll switch with you. <laughs> There's a cat inside Ooh. this tower. Shelly just sticks out a stump. To the cat? Can the cat jump the cat the stump? licks it. Oh, that's good too. <laughs> so Griff would immediately see this cat and be very displeased. No. As in like, you're meant to be better than this. <laughs> he says to the cat and doesn't touch it, doesn't pet it but just says those mean things to it. Wow. Is there anything you want to do? Brunch. Yeah, I'm going for the pastries. Yeah, yeah, there's uh, apple pie, there are pasties there, uh, there's a keg of wine, there's a keg of water, the cheese plates, it's, it's, a, it's a mini feast for you guys. Mistake will find like some sort of napkin, something or other, and take a few items, tuck, tuck it into that. And tuck Shelly's gonna ignore the feast and just sit with the cat. Koss <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, got a plate and, uh, they've got, like, a bunch of different types of pie on it, and they're just, like, singing a little, I love pie, pie is delicious, I'm gonna eat this pie and it's gonna be vicious. Harry <laughs> <laughs> yeah. doesn't take a whole of any one pastry, instead he cuts, like, a little bit out of each one and takes them to, like, sample 
to try and figure out which one's the best one. Mm. You know, you gotta go scientific method here. Uh, some of them are very elaborate. They tried very hard. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, but the one that tastes the best is the simplest one. Bangers and mash. <laughs> Sounds right. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Bangers and mash? Sausage and mashed potatoes and gravy and oh, okay. a, a, a pastry. British people call sausage bangers. Do they call hit songs sausages? <laughs> if only. So I would think that Griff is... How much is on the table out there for food? It's enough for ten people. He takes a tray of something. Okay. And he takes a pitcher of uh, whatever the closest alcohol is. Wine. So he flips that with his tail. He has all of his stuff because he's not going to make more than one trip. Mm. And he goes up to his room. Griff can see from the window three students lined up around uh, Nora giving their names. One of them is a little, little tiny three foot tall girl. Uh, another one is a taller, <laughs> about five and a half feet, very gothy looking lady. And the third one, I'm not sure you've even seen anything like this, even being the noble that you are. It almost looks like a tree. Meanwhile, in the common room, the doorknob starts rattling. And it creaks open and you see your housemates. The first one to enter is the, a gnome. She is carrying a massive tome on like her shoulder, so she's tiny, so to her this is like, she's like, Oh! Hello! Hello! Hi! My uh, name's Cass, come and get to play! <sighs> Rosie! Rosie Miffinbit, Wiz Fiddlums! Say again? Rosie Miffinbit, Wiz Fiddlums! Oh, hi! Rosa Miffinbit, Rosa Miffinbit, Rosa Miffinbit, Wiz Fiddlums! Rosa Miffinbit, Rosa Miffinbit, Rosie! Ro okay, hi Rosie, I'm Gary. Uh, yes? I'm, I'm Shelly. Shelly, that's a beautiful name. Thank you. Oh my god, those are massive fists. Who's your friend over there in the cloak? Oh, this is mistake. Hello? What? What book is that? You like books, do ya? <laughs> uh, yes, I've <laughs> Let me show you this. <laughs> and she just like slammed this on the table in front of your chair. You ever heard of live-action role-play. No? Well, you ever read those books and see a character that you just like, oh, I really want to be that character. I wish I could be that character. No, most of what I've read is uh, textbooks. Oh. And a cooking book once. Well, several times, but only one. So, non-fiction then? There's other kinds. Oh, sweetheart, yes. I am going to teach you the magic of fiction. Come, let's sit. And <laughs> she pulls you towards the books on the shelf. <laughs> the second person to enter, very much the polar opposite of Rosie. She's wearing a lot of makeup, black lipstick, black eyeliner. She's got uh, the side of her uh, head is shaved and the rest of it is this beautiful black uh, curtain over half of her left eye, and she's got a bunch of piercings on her uh, on her ear and one on her nose, and maybe more that you may not know of. <laughs> and she just kind of looks around on the muse. <laughs> Hello. Okay. <laughs> she keeps walking. <laughs> I'm Koss. 
Nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll go back to the pie. And the last one to enter, the first thing you see is two stumps <laughs> approaching in the doorway. Yes. Not like Shelly stumps? No, tree stumps <laughs> walking up the steps to the tower. And you see a torso, or what looks like a torso. It's uh, covered in vines uh, and bark. And then what looks like a hand, a branch that is in the shape of a hand, reach in. And then another. And then a head that has to duck under the doorway. Ooh. And you see a face. This, this looks like a small tree that just came to life. And he is, uh, his eyes glow a bright green as he looks around. What would be his hair is really just a bunch of branches that stick out like antlers that have leaves on them and some vines coming down. Is this cropped tower? Yes. Unfortunately. Get it? This is the god of misfortune. Funny. And he just walks over to the common room very slowly. Greetings. My name is Thorn. Melithorn. Do you mind? I don't know if this is offensive to ask, but what are you? I am Thorn. Fair enough. I am Goss. It's nice to meet you, Thorn. Pleasure. And he pulls out a, a twiggy, uh, sharp, barky hand at you. <laughs> kind of leaves your hand a little sticky with sap. Thorn, uh, do you mind if I try something? It's just, uh, I, I don't think I've ever seen somebody who looks like you, and I, I, I want to see if I can... Uh, do you mind if I... And uh, Casa is going to attempt to mimic this person. I think they would start off with like trying to do like the, the leaf hair. He looks at you. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I, I can stop. <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't really feeling it anyways. I'm sorry, is that, was that also offensive? Not offensive, just unnerving. Oh, um... Please. Uh, um, Not again. Sorry. Sorry. When he says unnerving mistake over there with Rosie, just says, well, I thought it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Melby Thorn. Uh, he's a dryad, but you know how most dryads are born from the branches? Melvithorn was born from the root. Yeah, very rare. I would recommend not to get into a philosophical uh, discussion with him. It'll last five hours. Good way to distract him, maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you hear Nora asking for the last two names outside. I would like to stand up and drop all of my food. That's mm. all. I just, I make a mess. Is this because you see Thorn, or because you just... No, I think that he legit just forgot that it was in his lap, and he just, like, stood up. <laughs> so, the remaining two housemates enter, and you're just like, oh, I should be polite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The first one to enter is uh, this very burly dwarf uh, girl, 
who is wearing something along the lines of um, a gym outfit, <laughs> like gym shorts and like a tank top, and she's carrying all of her luggage herself, and she looks very <laughs> proud of it too as she enters. Is there some water back there? And she just walks straight to the kitchen and dunks her head into the barrel of water that's there. Oh, oh, that feels good. The last housemaid does not go in through the door. You hear a window creaking upstairs and then stumbling, just Oh, Tobias doesn't like doors, says Greta, the, the dwarf. Gonna yell out towards the top of the building. Are you okay? You hear a door creaking open. What's that? Are you okay? I heard some bumping. Oh shit. <laughs> the door closes. <laughs> this is near the top, near Shelly's room. Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right then. So we should leave him alone? For now. He'll, he'll warm up to people. He spent most of his life in a burrow. Like underground? Yeah. Okay. I'm Greta, Greta Gorin. Oh, Gary. Do you lift, Gary? Uh, no. I just wanna, you're kind of crushing my hand. Oh, sorry. Um, you should start looking into lifting because uh, that, that makes, that, that your arms make me sad. Um, thanks? No uh, offense, I could bench press you. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that you could. Uh, I'm just gonna take my trunk up to my room now. Oh, <laughs> shit, I offended someone again. <laughs> oh, no, no, don't, don't, don't do that. No, no, no offense here. I would, I... You, I at least you didn't call me an old man. Somebody called you an old man? Yeah, Nora did. Well, that's mean. Yeah. She she thought I was a boy because of my muscles. Well, that maybe is also mean. Uh, your muscles look very nice. <laughs> Awkward shoulder pad. <laughs> th th thank you. Um, cool. I'm going to go to my room now and set up um, carrots, right? Wow, okay, you know my full name. I actually introduced myself as Gary, yeah, but... Yeah, but I saw the list of, uh, of our uh, room assignments and it said <laughs> Garrett, so I... I just assumed that you were Garrett. Yeah, yep, that's me. The only other G name was Griff, and I don't know who that is. Sounds like an asshole. What room was he in? Uh, who? Griff. Uh, number two? Oh, okay, thank you. Also, I'm Cost. Nice to meet you, Greta. Hi. Oh. You look interesting. We don't see you or, uh, that much where I come from. It's mostly dwarves. I mean, I'm also mostly a dwarf. I don't follow. I'll tell you about it later. Um, I've just got a thing to do right now. Your hat looks familiar. Did you buy it somewhere in, uh, in Ravnica? Uh, I did, actually. Cool. <laughs> what a coincidence. You're from Ravnica, too? <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. um, both of us are from Ravnica. Yep. Oh, are uh, you uh, involved in any guilds? My, my, my family uh, deals in iron. Uh, Hence the Iron uh, Lifters Society that I want to join. I, I was an apprentice for the, uh, the Is It League. 
then they sent me here, so I guess I'm not anymore. Are those the uh, the, the, the engineer fellas? Uh, and ladies. Don't uh, forget the ladies. Right, of course, of course. I love the ladies. I mean, well, you know what I mean. Uh, anyway, um, I'm going to go unpack. Nice to meet you folks. Can I, um, what I would like to do is grab like a little plate and um, fill it up with some like sweet pastry that Griffin did not get. Mm -hmm. Um, because Costa has been kind of like looking around and trying to make friends with everybody and knows that Griffin just like went straight to his room and seemed kind of agitated. So, uh, Costa goes up to, uh, room two and, uh, then knocks on the door. Um, it's a little bit kind of like wood on wood sound and as she remembers to turn her hand back from the bark skin. <laughs> he reluctantly gets up and opens the door. Sticky bun? Uh, what? Sticky bun? They're very good. I, didn't, I noticed that you didn't take one. Thanks. Puts a paw on one and takes it and holds it there. Are you feeling blue? No. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because he's like this golden color um, and <clears throat> on his body, we don't know why, but he has these flecks of golden kind of scaly looking things. So the fact that he's calling him blue, particularly with like a flamey type of mullet is a little funny. No, not blue. Thanks. Oh, well, um, no, no, I, no, I barely ever feel blue. I, it's not really one of my colors. Um, it's just, um, Wanted to say hi, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting to know you more. And what was your name again? I, it's Koss. Koss. Hi. All right. Uh, Griff. All right. Um, I'm actually in room four, so um, you know, if you want to drop by and hang out or something. Right. Thanks. Uh, enjoy, enjoy the sticky bun. He's not really sure what to do with this kindness. Uh, so it kind of feels like, what is he going to want from me later? And so he, like, considers the sticky bun, waits for Cost to go out of sight, and then eats it. <laughs> <laughs> On the ground floor, is there anything you guys would like to do? Uh, there's a bulletin board that has, like, names and rooms. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm assuming it does not say mistake. I'm assuming it says It says Rhea Calazar. Mistake's going to go over to it and scratch it out and replace ah, the mistake. Yeah, okay. I think, um, I think Ms. Rossi would be very nosy about that. What are you doing? Fixing my name. Did they misspell it? You just scratched that out and wrote mistake. That's not really, I mean, you should file the paperwork with the appropriate people and then they can fix it. I mean, that's really how it works. I mean, we should, this is a, this is a travesty. They even spelled Rosamiffenbit with Svenilums right. <laughs> My name is Mistake. That's a, that's a sad name. No offense. Why did your mom name you that? I named me that. Well, that's even sadder. Why did you name yourself that? It's... It's a tea thing, right? Okay. 
Well, um, if you ever want to try being someone else, do join the live-action role-playing society. I'd rather <laughs> just be myself, but thank you. Okay. Okay. She carries the big old tome and just like the bag that is significantly smaller than the tome. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I see if I was able to sneak one of her many books from her? Sure. Like sleight of hand? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's Ooh. a nat 20. Oh, yes. All right. Starting off on the wrong foot. I like it. <laughs> so you're, you're envisioning just swapping a book from her? Yeah, because she like upended her whole thing of books and is just going on about them. So I picture mistakes just kind of going through them and one that kind of looked interesting, just kind of tucked under the cloak. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> While everyone's going up, Shelly's just gonna be petting the cat and thinking about like how they saw so many cool people and wished that they like spoke to them, right? And they're gonna just start talking to the cat. <laughs> and be like, hello. Meow. You look quite nice. What's your name? Meow. Egg? That's a good name. Mm. Oh, well, I don't know your actual name, sorry. Just made one up for you. But, uh, you know, you want to be friends? Oh, I didn't think so. I hope you have a good night, Egg. I wonder if you have a real name. And then Shelly, who has no luggage, starts slowly going up the stairs. <laughs> May I interject here? Uh, when you're at the bottom of the stairs, before you even go up, you hear from the very, very top. Hello? Is anyone down there? Charlie looks up. Oh. Hello? Yeah, yeah. You see a pair uh, of... Hello, what's your name? <laughs> you see a pair of bunny ears, and then a pair of eyes, and a nose that just twitches. <laughs> and you hear the door closing. Well, at least I asked someone what their name was <laughs> without them volunteering it. Thanks to Coast. Cops? Cops. What a nice fellow. Okay. And then Shelly will slowly go upstairs. <laughs> On all four. Just <laughs> one paw at a time. <laughs> and when you're about halfway up the towers as you're all the way in the temple, <laughs> you hear the door opening again. I'm not sure if you even register it, but you see a shadow just hopping down to the bottom floor, and you just see a flash of gray. No, I. Charlie looks around, looks over the edge, mm. and then keeps slowly climbing up. By the time you get to the very top, you hear scurrying up the uh, the stairs behind you, and the door just closes. You might catch a, a brief flash of gray again. Uh, the only thing you are able to see is a pastry that lands on the floor. Door creaks open, and a paw just snatches the pastry and closes again. Shh. I forgot to have any pastries. No! <laughs> oh. Thinks about going back downstairs. Oh my god. Can you roll me a charisma check? Sure. Nah. What we got? <laughs> um, we've got over a 20. The way you said that, what did you say? I forgot, I forgot to have I any pastries. I forgot pastries. to have any pastries. Yeah. 
the door creaks open. <laughs> and you see the ears again, looking up. And then you just see a paw holding out a pastry. Yeah, okay, so Shelly just reaches down and says, Thanks. What's your name? Uh, you don't even see his face, you just see his eyes. Tobias? Tobias Swiftfoot. Oh, I'm Shelly, thanks for the pastry. You're really good at jumping. Thank you! <laughs> and he just closes the door. <laughs> Shelly takes a nibble and says, This will probably last me all night. <laughs> so, orientation is scheduled for the following morning. So that night really is, um, the world's your oyster. The first day is really where all the students kind of get to know each other. Some towers are a lot more social than others. The Croc Tower seems to be filled with a lot of very interesting characters. Um, I would just like to point out that as sunset hits, you hear a lot of live music out in the courtyard. People are out there. They've started these magical fires so that they don't set fire to the grass or the shrubs. There's, there's quite a lively ambiance going on. You know, it's party central. It's first night on campus. Is there anything that you're inspired to do with this? I would have Griff go around like the local area to see what his name is on, like, his surname. <laughs> to see if there's anything that, like, obnoxiously belongs to his family. I want to say, given all the generations of Burning Hammers here, there's definitely some plaques and the, the entrance to these towers that acknowledge, like, famous people who lived here. So even just in your own courtyard, you're able to see a couple of Burning Hammers with dates. I pick one and I deface it. <sighs> your great-grandfather. And I deface it in like a subtle way where like I, I just turn one of the turn one of the letters around a little bit with my claw and put it in there to make it look like an offensive word. Bombing hammer. Bombing hammer. <laughs> uh, some one of the students like looks over not from your tower. Some some random student from a different tower looks over your shoulder like you're not supposed to do that, mate. I'm gonna just intimidate him. I rolled a thirteen plus five. I just want to shoot him a glare. Uh, mm. pardon me, I didn't see the scales. <laughs> you do what you want, okay? Uh, <laughs> finishes the umming hammer. <laughs> uh, Gary wants to get back at Nora for calling him an old man. Oh. So what he's going to do, no, it's not terrible. He's going to go, like, kind of off to the side from the celebration. She lives there, by the way. She's the RA, and she okay. lives right there in the corner. <laughs> yeah, so like, you know, somewhere nearish where she lives, but like further away, and he's just gonna find like a random stone. He's gonna use magical tinkering to make it so that it smells like weed or whatever, like, this world's equivalent of weed is. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then he's gonna find Nora and be like, hey, you smell that? And you should take care of that. That's... No. Oh. First years, and she just gives you this big smile. Not to worry, I will, is it, is it, are you allergic? Are you? Very, yeah, it's very allergic. Oh, 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 I'm so sorry. I'll take care of this immediately. Okay. Then she just immediately starts going and making rounds, like just sniffing. 
That'll show her. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, now the whole student population can't do drugs. Mark. And a lot of the students are definitely ignoring Nora. I mean, there's like music circles, there's like people dancing and showing off. Prismari uh, hopefuls are showing off their elemental uh, prowess. There's other like Witherbloom hopefuls like adding more beautiful flowers to the courtyard just because they can. Uh, so Koss will, um, at, after at some point, just uh, look over at uh, Mistake hearing the noise outside and just say, uh, I'm gonna go check out what's going on outside. Do you wanna come with? We're allowed to? Uh, nobody told us we're not allowed to. Are you grounded? Because I'm not grounded. What's grounded? Uh, it's when your parents won't let you leave the house because they think you've done something bad. Uh, no, not grounded. Then, uh, yeah, we're allowed to leave. Okay. Cool. And then Koss will go out and uh, find one of these music circles to join. There's a few of them. Um, the most popular one is the least expected. The very quiet housemate that you had, Aurora. Mm -hmm. Right now, she is the life of this courtyard. Uh, she's playing the violin and there's people dancing and just really vibing with her. There's uh, people playing along drumming. She herself is in the zone, um, which is a very stark contrast to her first impression where she was very standoffish, did not want to talk to anybody. And that's what you see. Yeah, I'll absolutely join in on that action. She's a little surprised by a lute uh, joining in with uh, her I violence. I don't want to show her up. I'm just going to join in and dance. Oh, okay, okay. You're going to dance. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then she barely acknowledges mm -hmm. you. She's just in the zone. Shelly sees all the commotion and is just like, is it worth going back down the stairs? <laughs> Are you looking from your window in the tower? Yeah. You see right below you and a pair of ears that's also looking very hopeful. So Shelly's going to look down and say, Hi, Tobias. Hi. Hey, Tobias. Um, if you jump, I'll jump. <laughs> what? Well, um, are you dexterous? No. Then maybe don't jump. Shelly jumps. Lisa greater in the ground. Um, he looks around, realizes that. Um, wait. Are you, you're, you're all out, right? He's established yeah. that you're all out. Mm -hmm. He realizes that he's the only one left in the tower, and he's just like, all right, the tortoise did it, huh? All right. It's like the sea, it's just like the sea. It's just water, it's just water. And he cannonballs down, just like he did from that airship. So this land. Shelly's gonna see this and just like reach out to grab. And he lands right on top of you as you both roll over the grass. Shelly's like on their stomach and Tobias is just like, Pancaked over Shelly's yep. shell. Yep. <laughs> Shelly's shell, shell. Uh, he is very awkward at first. And he gets up and just dusts himself up. I'm, I'm sorry. And he gives you a hand. Shelly's like, what the fuck were you doing? You can't, you can't just jump out of the ninth story window. <laughs> well, well, you did it. Oh. Um. What pronouns do you use? Uh, he, he, him. Okay. His, uh, I use they series pronouns. Oh. Do you want to be friends? 
I, nothing would make me happier than to have a friend. Oh. Well, you know, me too. Um, Shelly, right? Uh, yeah. You can call me Toby. Oh, Toby, I love that. Um, do you, do you suppose they have wine around here? Um, I don't know, but like, literally, I need so much wine right now. If you get on my shoulder, you can look above the crowd for the wine. You're so smart. And he climbs onto your shell. <laughs> Lead the way, Shelly. Uh, they walk past, um, I think, I think they walk past kind of like the circle that Koss was in. And Koss did bring their loot out just in case, uh, just because they were like, oh, well, I want to try it. And then people started noticing that. And there's been like this whole thing. It was like, play something, play something. And then he's just like, all right, all right. Uh, I just got a, a little thing. Um, it's pretty short, so. Uh, do you want to be my friend? Do you want to be my friend? My name is Koss and this song's about to end today. Yes, if you want to be my friend. Oh. Um, you, get a, you get some awkward stares from students that are a little judgmental. They're just like, loser. And then others who are just like, oh. You get a mix of, of, of reactions. Tobias will lean into Shelley's like, I think we should make friends with that one. Don't you? I, I'm already friends with that one. Hey, Cos! Oh. Hey, Cos! Oh, hello, Shelly. Uh, who's this? This is Tobias, my new friend. Hi, Tobias. What pronouns do you use? <laughs> uh, they. Okay. Garrett. So, Greta the dwarf uh, comes up to you. What are you doing in this courtyard? Are you outside still? Are you... Looking. I think he he stayed outside, but after he sent Nora on a drug chase, he's just kind of been like wandering around looking at stuff, not necessarily getting involved in mm. any specific group. Greta walks up to you and uh, says, Hey, um, um, Garrett, right? Uh, yeah, sure. Hi, um, you want to sit? Sure, yeah. Um, I'm not very good at, um, this, and she just points at the crowd, it's like, um, I, in fact, I might come across as very confident, but I, um, have you ever just cried for no reason? <laughs> uh, I mean, not that I generally talk about. Um. You just look like someone who like, and then out of nowhere, this guy comes over. He's like, Greta! He's like, stand there! Oh, he just pushes you away, like, move away, loser! Hey, what's up? And then they just hug each Gary other. Gary 100% like falls flat on his ass. He so <laughs> gets pushed by either of these people. The, uh, the, guy, the guy that uh, she's greeting is this, uh, this human, except he has very orange hair. She called him Xanther. Oh, is. Is that your friend? And Greta's like, oh, no, 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 no. I just, thanks. They just walk away <laughs> very rudely. But before they do, Greta turns around and just mouths, I'm sorry to you. Gary just puts his hand up in like one of those what the fuck shrugs. <laughs> and then uh, Griffin, across from the courtyard, you get a glare right in your face. Like when the sun reflects off of something shiny and when you kind of 
try to look and see where the source is coming from, you see that it's radiating from this piece of chest armor across from one of the bonfires that's, uh, one of the many bonfires that's happening in this courtyard, is a very imposing figure. The first thing you notice is its massive head and these huge ears, and a crowd is swarming around this fella as he's just like revealing all of his medals of honor that he's recently received. You know right off the bat, given this crest on his chest, this family crest, that is essentially where this glare was coming from. Mm. You know who this is? The Suvige family. Family of Lexidons. Kind of a rival family to the Burning Hammers. And you may remember there being somebody from this family that was around your age. And yeah, there's a crowd swarming around this guy. He is in the tower across from yours. There's a moment in which this, uh, this Lexidon makes eye contact with you. How do you react? Um, I would think that Griffin doesn't break eye contact and does the very stern single nod to see if it's returned. It is, after a moment's pause. Mm. And then Rampart, that's his name, uh, resumes his discussion about his many accomplishments recently. And all these people are just like kissing his ass, just listening. I would say that Griff, um, I guess, gets a sense for the surroundings and walks around. I think um, there's a few people that recognize you, but unlike, unlike Rampart, who is also from a noble family but has a very high charisma, you intimidate people. So, like, you definitely get a lot of stares throughout the night, but nobody is quite comfortable enough to come up to you, to greet you. Which is great. And then finally, mistake. Where are you right now exactly? You're outside, right? Yeah, so I've followed costs, but then, you know, there's a crowd, so mistake kind of found somewhere to perch. And there's, like, fires and stuff, right? You said? There is, yeah. Mistake is debating using thaumaturgy to change the colors of all the fires mm. and is just sitting up there thinking about it their legs pulled in they're still wearing their cloak it's way too warm for the cloak but it's nicer than the other clothes they're wearing and her tail is just like wrapped around her legs rosie um very much in a huff walks up to the circle and just kind of sits plants herself. She's got a bunch of braids, her, uh, very bright red hair she has, and she's just tugging on them. <laughs> you, you haven't seen a brown leather-bound book, have you? I've seen several books. You right, this one would have my name on it, right on the first page. What book was this? To, to... Don't laugh, okay? I know you non-fiction readers laugh, but the book of short stories fiction, you know, folklore. Alright, well, maybe when you dumped all of your books out, uh, maybe that one just got knocked under something. Uh, we can look for it tomorrow. Okay. I'm gonna go look now. And she just like <laughs> runs over back into the tower. <laughs> yeah, Mistake will probably stay out very, very late, just watching probably up from the same perch. Mm. But not too late because they do want to read the entirety of those short stories.
before handing it back to Rosie, like, oh, I just, I found it. It was between the couch cushions. Miss Hink's gonna sleep on the floor because the bed is way too soft. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and find a way to give the book back to Rosie in the morning after she's already read it. I think for Gary, after he got just like knocked on his ass, he was just like, all right, I'm, I'm done here. <laughs> Goes back to his room, like starts unpacking and starts using his tinkerer's tools to make a cat toy. Mm -hmm. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Cute. I hope that doesn't explode. <laughs> oh, no. High chance of explosion. Oh, no. Um, you learn throughout the night that every tower has a has a pet, and then some people have a frog, an owl. Your tower has a cat. Uh, much so, superior to the frog. I think so. Much it's more a slave. Much more cuddly. Hello again. If you stuck around for this long, we thank you sincerely for listening. This session was recorded in Watertown, Massachusetts, which is also the traditional land of the Pekaset and Nanantum peoples. I would like to say thank you to all of the very talented composers that helped bring this campaign to life with their enchanting music. And a very special thanks to Davide Chiarella, who allowed us to use his beautiful Strixhaven music medley for our intro. Thanks again! And we hope you will join us again next time for another episode of Roleplay Radio.